Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord. It's good to see your smiling faces here this morning. If you'll all stand with me, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your strength, your power, and your anointing. God, we ask that you fill this place with your Holy Spirit. God, we bring our hearts, our minds, God, every part of our being before your throne of grace. And God, I pray that as we come before you, God, that we will enter into a place of worship, a place of a place of adoration to your name for who you are. Mighty God, you are. Our Jehovah Jireh, who provides all that we have in need. So God, we pray for your presence. We pray for your anointing on Brother Larry as he comes forth, Lord, to minister in song and in word. God, your word says that the word goes forth and it does not return to you. But God, it accomplishes what you have set it out to accomplish. morning. chaos back into order.
amazing grace. Let's sing, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy is His amazing grace. I sing for all that you've done for me. Yes, all that you've done for me. Now let's worshipfully sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain together. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain.
is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. How great. Let's sing it with your voices. How great is our God. How great, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our Great is the Lord and most greatly to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This morning I want to talk to you. Uh, the title of my message is Abounding in Hope, the Anchor of Our Souls. And I want to talk and I want our focus to be on the pathway to true biblical hope. So let's turn to Romans 15, verses 4 and 5. If you have a Bible, turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. And this will be the only passage that, will, that you will have to turn to. The others are going to be up there. And I would encourage you to jot down the scripture references uh, on the on this topic of hope this morning so that you can take those we all can take those and can and look through those um, throughout the week um, jot those down so as we're turning here to Romans 15 4 and 5 let's look at this passage together and it says for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ. We often use the word hope, I'm sure that we all do, especially during these times, uh, uh, these challenging times, but I wonder if we really understand what true biblical hope is. For most of us, we probably use the word very loosely in many different contexts, and even though there is so much that could be said 
on the topic of hope this morning, I want to address some key aspects of biblical hope that we can ponder and practically apply to our lives. What does God want us to see and what does God want us to understand about hope? So what is biblical hope? The literal Greek meaning for the word hope is to anticipate, usually with pleasure. And as a noun, it means favorable and confident expectation, a forward look with assurance. I like that, a forward look with assurance. It refers to the future and the unseen such as what we read in Romans 8, 24 and 25, which says, For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But we hope for what we do not see. We wait for it with patience. We all have experienced trials of various kinds where we have been fearful, where we have been even maybe to the point of despairing, but then hope graces our hearts through the Holy Spirit and we can walk through those difficult times knowing that God in his sovereignty has a purpose and good things in store for us. Some in this congregation have walked through and are walking through times that could be very discouraging or even despairing. And you know what? As we see each other going through these times, we ourselves can begin to lose hope if our focus is not in the right place. So that's why it's important that we have an understanding of biblical hope that comes from the Word of God. And you know what? Not only for our own benefit, but so that you and I can encourage one another and come alongside one another with the things that we struggle and go through. Biblical hope is not doubtful hope, you know, that we refer to when, I, when we say things like, I hope things work out, or I hope I can take a vacation, or I hope the Washington Redskins win the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's not that kind of hope. It's not a wishful thinking, you know, like crossing our fingers and hoping that things work out. It's not a doubtful hope. We have a living hope in Jesus Christ. Amen? I once read that Winston Churchill died despairing with these words. There is no hope. That's a sad state, isn't it? Uh, as, you, as you're looking death in the eye and you feel there is no hope for you. Um, um, and even though, you know what, you and I are tempted to feel that way, aren't we? We are tempted to feel that way at times. We are never without hope because of the promises of God. Amen? We are never without hope because of the promises of God. Hope is important for living well now. 
It's important for living well now here in the present. Because biblical hope focuses our attention on God, filling us with expectation and permeating our innermost souls with confidence, assurance, and anticipation. Biblical hope will not end in disappointment. Did you hear me? Biblical hope will not end in disappointment, and we will be able to overcome if our hope is fixed on God and His sovereign plan for our lives. This type of hope will give us patience, encouragement, and most of all, joy, hallelujah, as we walk through the challenges of this life. Biblical hope is also, though, future-oriented, guiding us to face the future, listen, with peaceful expectation. We can look the future in the eye with the peace of God, with peaceful expectation, even though we may often have to wait for it, for the good that God intends for us. Biblical hope is rooted in the promises of God's word, which are unconditionally trustworthy, unshakable, irrevocable, and certain to come to pass. Amen? They are certain to come to pass. So how do we grow to understand and walk in this kind of hope? Well, when we started out with the very first verse, it says that through the encouragement and instruction of the Scripture, and that is the Old and New Testament, that is all of God's Word, that is a way that we can, you know, grow and understand and walk in a biblical hope is through the encouragement and instruction of the scriptures. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, and don't let these scriptures just become familiar to you because you've heard them so much. All scripture, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. See, the scripture gives us the foundation that we need to build our hope on. The scriptures were written to instruct and strengthen us. We can remain secure in the knowledge of God's word and his promises. Think about this. Job lost his possessions, his family, his health. You know the story. But he put his hope and his trust in God declaring these words, which amazed me when he says, Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Some versions say trust, but the NIV and the ESV and the New American Standard use the word hope, and I like that. Though Job is saying, after losing everything but his life, says, Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Boy, that is real biblical hope there. I'm going to hope in him no matter what. And think about Abraham faced the impossible situation of producing a son in old age. I mean, an impossible situation. But Romans 4.18 says, yet Abraham, human reason for faith gone, you bet human reason for faith gone after this wait and this promise, human reason for faith gone hoped 
in faith. Even though he couldn't see it and he had trouble believing it, he hoped in faith that he would become the father of many nations. Let's think about receiving hope from the scriptures this morning. Ephesians 2, 12 and 13 says in the New Living Translation, In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from the citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Jesus Christ once you were far away, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Think about your time of living, of living far away from Christ, as the Scripture just said. You know, you were without God. We were without God, and we were without hope. And what does it say? But now we have been united to Christ. We have been joined to Christ. We are in oneness with Christ. Jesus, we were once far away and now God has brought us near to himself through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now there is some serious encouragement for it this morning. Psalm 62 verses 1 and 2 says, Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. See, we can put our hope and find our rest in God alone. He's a rock. He's our salvation. He's a fortress. He is someone who cannot be shaken. The Word of God is a great encouragement for us to have hope during these times when we doubt, when we go through these various trials Jesus Christ, guys, is our only hope. He's the only way to God. He's the only name by which we can be saved. He is the only foundation upon which we can build our lives, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. That's we're building our hope on something that's a sure foundation. That, that when the wind and waves come, it's not going to knock us off. Because that rock is Jesus Christ. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. And we will not be moved. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. We do not know who the author of this uh, letter is here, but we find the author saying this. Look at this. This is one you should, you should take down. But this I call to mind, says the author, and therefore I have hope. Okay, what is he calling to mind that's going to give him hope? What is this author in Lamentations calling to mind that's going to give hope? him hope. It's this, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new. Every morning, great is your faithfulness. That's what we have to do during our times. We need to 
call to mind, and when we call the Word of God to our mind, therefore, over time of meditating and thinking on it, it will bring hope to our minds and our hearts. And we need to do that. We need to be and follow the example of the author of Lamentations. God's Word says, if we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot disown Himself. So we have a faithful God. We have a faithful God. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. This truth should give us much hope this morning. Hebrews 6.19 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. You know what? If we, if we believe His Word, we can rest in the truth that our souls are anchored in hope, can't we? If we believe His Word, we can rest and be at peace and trust the truth of God's Word that our souls, as the Scripture says, are anchored in hope and there is no situation in your life or my life that can rock us loose from these amazing truths this morning. We also grow in our understanding and application of biblical hope through patient enduring. Sometimes when I, you know, as I see the word patience, it just, you know, you get all kind of funny feelings because I'm somebody who's not really patient a lot. But the scripture speaks a lot about patience. It's biblical hope through patient endurance. We have to be patient and endure and press on in this. We must receive God's strength for help in order to endure trials patiently. We need his strength to do that. Because we want to fix it, we want to make it right, and it doesn't happen that way. Most of us would know that it is a process, and most times it's not a quick zap or getting a prayer line. Sometimes it is, and God immediately can remove something. But a lot of times we have to press on and endure and go through that. We have to patiently endure because hope is future-oriented. See, we need to be patient in waiting. Who likes to wait, too? I don't like to wait. For the good that God intends for us. Patient endurance, listen, it's continued faithfulness. So if you want patient endurance, you're going to have to realize, and I'm going to have to realize, it's continued faithfulness to the Lord in all circumstances. And you know, we need God's help to believe the truths in Scripture and to walk in them. And we're reminded in Hebrews 10, 23, listen, to hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So we are able to patiently endure. Why? Because he is faithful. I'd like to briefly just mention a few other aspects of hope that we should keep in mind this morning. Number one is our hope comes from God. Psalm 42, 5 says, and this is David, why are you downcast, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my God and my salvation. See, he, he didn't have hope, but now he's having hope. He's even saying, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. See, he is the source of our hope this morning, and that's the takeaway from this. He is the source 
and the reality of our hope and the promises of God's word. And you know what? Unless you and I are in relationship with, with him, we're not going to be able to muster up this hope on our own, are we? We need to be in relationship, in communion, in walking with God for to be able to embrace these truths. And, and you know, and God will meet us. He's promised that. You draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you as well. Also, not only our hope comes only from God, our hope is a gift of grace. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace. See that? Good hope through grace comfort our hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Hope is a gift of God's grace. It's just another means of his kindness extended towards us, that he wants to encourage us as we walk through testing trials, conflicts. Also, hope will keep us strong. Isaiah 40, 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Several versions uh, say those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. But, what is this, but look at this a minute. They that wait on the Lord. Okay, look, you know, we, 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 um, we wait on the Lord and what happens? He renews our strength. You know, we're running. What happens when we get weary? You know, you're going to walk and you're not going to faint. These promises, you're going to run and you're not going to get weary. If you wait on the Lord, you're going to draw strength. So it's the Lord who will keep you strong. It's hope that will keep us strong. Hope in Jesus Christ. Hope will also keep us joyful. Romans 5.13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I love that. And Psalm 71, 14 and 20 says, But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. You restore my life again. You know, it says, it says we will abound in hope. Not just have hope but abundantly supplied with hope this morning. Are you hearing me? You know, we will be abundantly supplied with the hope that God provides. He is our hope. Hope, too, is also one defense against the enemy's attacks. When we are faced with trials, Satan wants us to lose hope. He wants us to, he wants us to question. He wants us to doubt doesn't he? But our hope is in the faithfulness of Jesus Christ and his word. And listen, and our defense and foundation against these attacks that take place in our minds is the word of God. You know, we must become secure, each one of us, in the promises of God so that we can stand against the enemy when he comes in like a flood. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 says, We wear the helmet that is the hope of our salvation. So in conclusion, 
I'd like to read the opening scripture that I started with, but from the J.B. Phillips translation, I want you to listen to this. It's up there, but listen to this. For all the words which were written long ago are meant to teach us today so that we may be encouraged to endure and go on hoping. I love that. Encouraged to endure and go on hoping in our present time. So as we walk through a time of cultural uncertainty, as well as our own personal challenges, we need to be intentional to meditate on these truths and allow them to inform our hearts. Let a visual hope this morning, let's let a visual hope as the firm and secure anchor of our souls be etched in our hearts because hope will not disappoint. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Father, I pray, as Tammy had said, your scripture is true, that it will not return void, Lord, Lord that, that your word is powerful and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. But I pray this morning, Lord, you know the person or persons this morning that have lost hope. Um, that, that, that feel like, Lord, their grip is slipping. Um, the trial is just too big. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Lord, you know those people I don't. I know I've walked through some of those myself. But Lord, I would pray this morning, Lord, Holy Spirit, in a way that no man can do, but your word can do in your Holy Spirit. I pray that people would leave here encouraged this morning and built up in you, Lord. And God, that you would give hope now, Lord, in Jesus' name to those who have lost hope, to those who are despairing, to those who are fearful, to those, Lord, you, whatever the situation is, that you would give hope and peace this morning, Lord. God, I thank you that we can abound in hope because you are the anchor of our soul this morning. And Lord, we just say thank you that we could rejoice in truth through singing this morning and we could rejoice in the truth of your word and be reminded lord that you are a great and good and faithful god and we do have a living hope in jesus christ we ask these things in your name amen amen you are dismissed